So as we work together with God, says St. Paul, we appeal to you in particular, when you accept God's grace, don't let it go to waste. This is what he says. I listened to you when the time was right. I came to your aid on the day of salvation. Look, the right time is now. Look, the day of salvation is here. And so we enter Lent, reminded that the time is now, not tomorrow, next week, or next year. The the time to prepare our hearts is today. The writer to the Hebrews echoes this phrase of St. Paul's to the Corinthians. For he has spoken in a certain place, they shall not enter my rest. Since therefore it remains that some must enter it, and those to whom it was first preached did not enter because of disobedience. Again he designates a certain day, saying in David, Today, after such a long time as it has been said, Today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. The writer to the Hebrews is warning the Hebrew Christians that their forefathers did not enter into their rest, into the land promised, because of disobedience. And the writer to the Hebrews did did not want them to do the same thing. Paul is here urging the Corinthians, live out your faith. He wants them to live it out with seriousness today, now. Of course, this is the antithesis of hardening one's heart, the phrase from the letter to the Hebrews, and we should keep the two polar opposite viewpoints in mind, choosing the one that pleases God and rejecting that which leads to unfaithfulness. The passage the Apostle quotes in our epistle lesson today is from Isaiah uh, chapter 49. And that in an acceptable time I have heard you, and in the day of salvation I have helped you. This is said by God to the servant, the type and picture in Isaiah of the Messiah, and by extension to all who, who are in Christ. Says one commentator, the Father heard and helped the only begotten Son through the whole period of his earthly ministry. And he hears and helps all of us as we are in Christ through our period here on earth, our growth and our service and ministry as well. Here is a larger section of that passage from Isaiah. Thus says the Lord, in an acceptable time I have heard you and in the day of salvation I have helped you. I will preserve you and give you as a covenant to the people to restore the earth to cause them to inherit the desolate heritages, that you may say to the prisoners, go forth to those who are in darkness, show yourselves. They shall neither hunger nor thirst, neither heat nor sun shall strike them, for he who has mercy on them will lead them. Even by the springs of water he will guide them. Surely these shall come from afar. Look, those from the north and the west. The promises of God to his Christ and to Christ's people is quite beautiful, isn't it? Christ will be given and was given in his incarnation, his ministry, death, burial, resurrection, and ascension as a covenant to the people. 
the ultimate goal, says our passage, to restore the earth. Our challenge today, the first Sunday in Lent, I think from this passage is to get moving, to walk the life we're called to today, not tomorrow, not next week. Our challenge is to daily be faithful covenant keepers with this covenant that we have been given and made a part of in Christ. Another commentator says it this way, You've accepted God's grace. Don't let it go for nothing. Make the most of it. The new creation is already here. God is saying yes to all the prophecies and all the promises. And he's saying it right now. This is the day of salvation, the right time. Make the most of it. Lent, of course, is a fantastic time to take up this call of St. Paul's. Of course, every day is a great time to do this, but the beginning of Lent is particularly a good time to be reminded of this daily covenant keeping. After all, our fathers many centuries ago chose this epistle for us on this day so that we might be reminded to be about it, to be covenant keepers daily, to be faithful. Remember, if you will, however, that we don't do this as individuals. We don't do this in a just me and Jesus sort of way as can be so popular in thought and speech today. We go about this daily covenant keeping as a corporate body. We are to work together in this faithful covenant keeping. That's harder, isn't it? That's just downright difficult at times. That means we need to move forward in our relationships with one another. Relationships between spouses, family members, friends, fellow Christ followers in the pews around you. Paul is speaking to the Corinthians in a very vulnerable way. He wants the vulnerable, excuse me, he wants the Corinthians to be vulnerable to him as he is being vulnerable to them. I have a lot of talks with particularly students about this, and it's very, very difficult, not just for young people, but for all of us. This is that place that none of us likes to go. St. Paul is inviting the Corinthians, says Bishop Tom Wright, to open their hearts as wide as he has opened his. They have been grumpy with him, refusing to acknowledge that his style of ministry is the genuine thing. And they have criticized Paul for not being the right sort, not doing the right things. Most of us have seen this problem with St. Paul and that many people had with St. Paul. And we can all, I'm sure, relate to this type of difficult relationship at work and volunteer organizations and in the church. What's interesting here is that St. Paul's way of dealing with those who criticize him, Bishop Wright says again, he opens his heart in a long burst of rhetoric. This is the sort of person I've been, he says. Why don't I let my hair down and tell you exactly how it's been for me? And off he goes on the splendid catalog of what he's had to do and face over his years of relentless travel and proclamation. 
He wants them to do the same, continues Wright, to open their hearts to him in affection, to tell him what is really happening, not to put up smoke screens and to welcome him with equal vulnerability so that to that which he is showing to them in this passage. The tone of Lent is a somber one, and the themes include self-examination and being honest with our sins before God. But sometimes I think we might need to be honest with our sins with each other as well. The body of Christ is all one. We are all connected to each other by the power and the presence of the Holy Ghost. Lent is a very good time to mend relationships and to pursue Christ together as a body. Open yourself up to vulnerability. It's scary, isn't it? Be vulnerable. Start with your spouse. Start perhaps with your siblings, young people. Your closest friends, practice. Bishop Wright continues, Vulnerability is the name of the game at this point. If it hasn't been already in Paul's remarkably frank admissions, he wouldn't get any marks with the smart set in Corinth for reminding them about his beatings and imprisonments, his times of great suffering and difficulty. This was exactly the sort of thing many of his readers did not want to hear. But he presses on, trying every trick in his own rhetorical book to break through the crust of indifference and make them see this is what it means to follow a crucified Messiah. This is what it means to be an apostle of the world's true Lord. Open and vulnerable relationships, humility, are all the core of our pursuit of God and living a holy life. Practice this type of faithful living, this type of covenant keeping. Today, not tomorrow, not next week, start today. Today and then every day, this Lent and the rest of our life. Let us pursue this type of living with each other as we all pursue Christ together. Amen.